This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And you the man, the America, the mothership has connected. Welcome aboard. It's the four-hour space station social. DA with you from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City. Broadcasting to affiliates nationwide and north of the border. Anchorage to Atlanta, Detroit to Delaware, Kalamazoo and Waterloo hey, are on the air. They listening, D.A., everything we saying, D.A., everything. How are we doing? So glad you're with us. Friday means it's a Target Demo Friday. We shall release the Kraken shortly and let you know when the meme is out on social media so that you can let us know where you are and how you are listening. And we'll read through those coming up later on in the show. Yesterday, we were scheduled to be joined by Kevin Brown, one of the voices of the Baltimore Orioles. It appears he may have slept through the interview. So, we've rebooked Kevin. Fear not, Ooze fans. We'll do some Orioles baseball about one of the best stories in baseball at the midway point of the season. A young Orioles team... And a bunch of fans at good old Camden Yards in a very competitive AL East. That's coming up in hour four. In this hour, in 20-minute sound check, in 40 minutes, does James Harden have a home? But we begin with the NFL. As we talked about yesterday, the NFL strategically releasing its suspensions, which I'm sure it had ready to go for a while now on the last couple of days going into a holiday weekend. Isn't that nice? So now we talk about it one day and a Friday going into a 4th of July weekend, and then they can know that everybody's going to bury it after that because they're going on vacay for a couple of days. So we have the suspensions handed down, and the question becomes... Is a full-season suspension, is that too much for gambling on sports, even if it isn't the NFL, or is it not enough? And are these the only players 
that the NFL found Isaiah Rogers, Rashad Berry of the Colts, free agent Demetrius Taylor, and Titans offensive lineman Nicholas Petit Frere. Are those the only guys that the NFL was able to find as violators of this? It is where we begin, your cold open. What the league does and doesn't allow. Basically, there's six criteria on how you can violate the gambling policy. And we knew don't bet on team, don't bet on NFL games, don't bet in your facility, don't bet on road trips. Uh, some other really minutia things in there, like uh, the one that, that, that sort of I think has the most – hypocrisy to it is don't go into a sports book during the season when four teams have sports books in their stadium like that that one seems a little bit off to me but the one i think that applies here is it says don't share inside information with your team and i think when you make a prop bet like that on an over under on your running back if other people know this is your account and they see you make that bet it could be interpreted as sharing inside information it's the most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. Right, that was the voice of George Bremer, who is a Colts beat reporter. He joined Ryan Hickey on the Blue Horseshoe podcast. That's right, our very own Ryan Hickey, the bad boy of radio. So there's a couple of layers here to this story that I find interesting. Number one. Here are the guys that have been punished by the NFL for gambling on the NFL or other sports at the facility. Rashad Berry, Stanley Berry Hill, Quintez Cephas, C.J. Moore, Nicholas Petit Frere, Isaiah Rogers, Demetrius Taylor, Shaka Tony, and Jamison Williams. Aside from Jamison Williams, my guess is you haven't heard of any of those guys. And my question is slightly conspiratorial. Are we to believe that the only guys betting on the NFL or on sports at the facility, you're not allowed to do that if you're at the facility, can't bet on any sports on your phone. That includes at the team hotel on the road that is considered a workplace because you're on the road with the team, so you can't bet there either. Are we led to believe the only guys betting on sports in the NFL are basically end-of-the-roster practice squad guys. Because, again, have you heard of any of these guys besides Jamison Williams? Answer is probably no. Maybe, maybe, maybe you might say, well, D.A., those are the guys that have most to gain by betting. Stars in the NFL, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, these guys don't need to bet on football. That could be true. However... Upon further investigation, Isaiah Rogers, who got the full season suspension, was found that the majority of his wagers were in the $25 to $50 range. So it didn't sound like this guy was trying to get rich, was just doing it as like a little bit of juice, something to maybe tie over some boredom, just have something going on. Now, all of these guys, they are unbelievable lunkheads to risk their careers on $25 bets or any betting. I mean, okay, some of them might say, I didn't know we weren't allowed to bet at the team hotel. I thought we were off the clock there. That's one thing. But if you're betting on the NFL, you obviously knew. And if you're a practice squad guy, 
you should know the rules of the gambling stuff because you are most at risk. If you get suspended for a year, you may never get your job back. These guys are all disposable. So you're an incredible idiot for doing this. But are we led to believe that these are the only guys, the fringe guys, the end of the roster guys that happen to be betting on the NFL? Or does the NFL want to make an example of guys they know are disposable? Because if they happen to be stars, if it was Tyreek Hill, if these were big-name players, does it crash even more scrutiny down on the fire hose of money that the NFL makes based on the legalization of sports gambling these days? It would strike me that not only would the end of the roster guys need a little bump, Hey, 25 bucks on this, 50 bucks on this. It's just to tie me over with something to pay attention to while I'm sitting at the team hotel or something. It would strike me that a lot of guys would do that. But no NFL Pro Bowlers did this? No, not, Nobody we've heard of? I feel like the NFL may have wanted to make an example and do so with the guys that are disposable. Number two. This is a dangerous, slippery slope that Isaiah Rogers went down to the NFL is walking as well because while most of Rogers' bets were between 25 and 50 bucks, he placed a $1,000 prop bet on the over-under on rushing yards by a teammate. Now, we don't know the specifics of which teammate, what the number was, and if he bet the over or the under on that, but he did win. And now we are talking about using your inside information to win money. Okay, and that's where the Pete Rose thing gets murky. Because some may say, well, he was just betting on his team to win. But he was the manager. He has intel that other people don't. That's insider information. And whether you're betting win or lose, in this case, over or under rushing yards... This is a teammate, you know, potentially, if your teammate is banged up, you know the injury situation, you might know your offensive line situation, you may also know scheme stuff, you may also know what the rotation's going to look like, what plays that they're going to run for a certain player. All of that stuff is inside information the rest of us don't have. So that's where this gets real, real dangerous. Is that if a player wants to drop 25 bucks a game on, oh, I, I think the Jaguars cover the seven, that's one thing. If he starts throwing a thousand bucks a game on a teammate to do something specific, that's where this can of worms gets blown open. And if that's the case, only a year sends a message but is not the death penalty for Isaiah Rogers. I think you could make the case that that bet by Rogers is a you get thrown out of the league type of bet. Throw him out. That if you are going beep, 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 bang, a grand on the over under rushing for one of my teammates, that that's. That's where the NFL has to get real careful. 
So I think the league is trying to thread a needle here, which is we are coming down hard. There is no fuzzy gray area. You can't do this. It's going to be a full season suspension. We're going after multiple players. We're coming down hard. But they're also, in my mind, acknowledging, I think, that this is happening more than just the suspension suggests. And they're kind of giving some breathing room to guys for guys to learn this and keep their livelihoods. Isaiah Rogers isn't done with his career. Doesn't have to go to the Canadian Football League yet. Meantime, he used insider information to bet on a player on his team. They caught eight guys nobody's ever heard of. Meantime, all these other starters and pro bowlers, etc., didn't get nailed in this, this web, and they get to keep their jobs, no questions asked. Feels a little fishy to me. 855-212-4CBS, the phone number. 855-212-4227 on Twitter, DA on CBS. Another day with a cast of thousands around here. This is very exciting. Pete the Body is not in again today. Make the picks. Make the damn picks. What do they call that movie where the plague hits? The Purge? The Purge? No, that's not the plague. No. Well, you got a couple of those. Okay. What's the one with Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, some... The Happening? Boogie Nights. (laughs) No? (laughs) Different? (laughs) Different Purge? Maybe Pete, with the forest fires in Canada and the smoke and haze coming down here... Again, yeah. Maybe he... Acquired something respiratory, he couldn't come in today. Or, and I'm going to use a tennis analogy to kiss up to my good friend Pat Boyle because we know how much he loves tennis, just like I do. Uh-huh. There's oh, a yeah. term called consolidating the break. When you break your other your opponent's serve, you then have to hold serve <laughs> to actually confirm and lock in the advantage. Because if right. you then lose your serve, it doesn't matter. You're about to square square one. Bilotti had to be off today to consolidate yesterday's day off. Had he returned today, that would have fueled our speculation that yesterday was more like a personal day than a sick day. So he had to stay home today to make us truly believe, sniff, sniff, that he was sick. Come on, man. Consolidated the serve. Exactly. And, I see. and the break. Bilotti panic has set in internally as we play yeah. Get Inside Pete the Body's Mind. Next week... Okay, holiday week, I'm, uh, he's already off two days. The following week, I'm on vacation. He knows he's got to be here. The week after, he knows he's got to be here. It's everybody saying, you know, our last farewells here. The following week, from that point forward, no full-timer yet in place in place of me. A lot falls on him for the next month. Pete has hit panic mode. These were his last two days to get a day off of days to burn. There, wait, it, uh, well, you go ahead. I got one more thing to add onto the fire here. I heard him on the phone yesterday, and again, he sounded like George Herman Ruth in the final press conference at Yankee Stadium when the guy was about to die. He did sound uh, sick. Well, I heard Sandra Bullock sound like she was from Memphis in the blind side, too. Again, that, w- that was Lou Gehrig. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. The last Babe Ruth appearance at Yankee Stadium is the one where he's like, ah, ah, ah. right. 
the speech DA gave yesterday was Lou Gehrig's That's speech, correct. but the yeah. voice was Babe Ruth, who was yeah. dying of like throat and mouth cancer. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mistaken <laughs> the quotes, but I know yeah. that there was an old raspy Babe Ruth at the stadium. Right voice, wrong speech. Right. That's right. So I'm just here to say that Pete's out. I'm not accusing him of anything. Neither funny, of we. Funny Neither business. I don't know. Sounds like you guys are. No, because I heard his voice too. I actually, at my heart, believe he's sick, but like, you know. Like, You're calling him panic days. Well, I think if there was even a thought that he could work, that puts him over. I don't know. He was apologetic to me for not being able to work because he knows these are some of the last days we all have together. Anyway, cast of thousands, Pete is out, fear not. Pat Boyle slides in to the chair. Meantime, Mraz in his normal chair. However, we've just added an update guy for the entire week. This is an amazing thing. And so Bogish is in here, but Bogish is not doing headlines. Or anything hey, boys. Else. Or anything else. Are you filling in for writer? No. Okay. So that, that would have been smart, but no, not doing that either. It's just amazing. They've just kind of added a bogish to the plate here. Pro boner. Because so, of lines like that. So Caserta slides into headlines. And so we just, we've got the cast of thousands going on here. And it really is an exciting time to be alive. And let me be the first to say, I think we created some incredible radio yesterday. Mostly spearheaded by Caserta's two-minute soliloquy on Wacky Morning Zoo Radio. Caserta was laugh-out-loud, fall-on-the-ground funny yesterday. I watched that clip again yesterday. Caserta was was on fire yesterday. He he was unbelievable to watch. That's why he was like that Austin Reeves game the Lakers had in the playoffs. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> all, he needed incredible. Was, all he needed was to finish it off with a, I'm him. <laughs> Caserta had his Austin Reeves night. He totally did. And he came in peacocking. Yeah. You know? He knows. He knows. He entered the locker room. He had that that grin. Well, he got some, he got some love on social media, you know? Mm-hmm. And now there's some buzz about can you get Caserta into the Mraz role? And Caserta, which talk about a mic drop, goes, I've never produced a day in my life. Ain't going to happen. Doesn't even want the job. <laughs> Wants to just kind of parachute in here once a month, make everybody laugh and leave. Good night, everybody. Does not want the role. Which I appreciate. Be honest. Don't take a job you're not, you're not cut out for. Mm-hmm. I like this kind of not working thing, though, which must be nice. we've accused Sean of doing. So maybe I should take Sean's no-show job and then Caserta could do <laughs> Two updates. no-shows. <laughs> three no-works. <laughs> Who knows? You might get your own show out of it. You never know. Maybe I'll go to Tucson. Big baby in the bogus. Big baby in the bold spot. I'm taking lug nut with me. Big baby <laughs> and the landfill. Bogus and the lug nut. Middays in Grand Rapids. <laughs> Bogues and the lug nut. I think Bogues and the lug nut. <laughs> <laughs> he would get top billing. I would hope so. Cedar Rapids, does your radio sound funny in the morning? It's Bogues and Lugnut. <laughs> Cedar Rapids. Anywhere that has a Rapids, by the way, we might be going. <laughs> oh, yeah, it might be Cedar Falls. Or Grand Rapids. <laughs> so many options. Yeah, I like the cities with the Rapids. Yeah. Feels exciting. <laughs> 
There's when, definitely when, a river. When we come back on the show, we've got Soundcheck, your best audio of the day. There was a very non-Schwartzian moment in the Astros and Cardinals game, and Shep speaks Espanol. Next, DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. You can listen to the show on hundreds of affiliates nationwide across the ever-expanding CBS Sports Radio Network. And also you can check us out on Sirius XM channel 158. Soundcheck begins with Kristaps Porzingis who gets traded to the Boston Celtics. Celtics have to give up Marcus Smart, one of the blood and guts players of that Celtics squad but they hope to upgrade the scoring department with another option behind Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Here's Kristaps Porzingis. I think these are the best years for a basketball player. Uh, You're physically there and you're mentally really getting to a different level. And I believe I have some great, great high-level years ahead of me. Porzingis needs to stay healthy, okay? He is an upgrade offensively for that team. Al Horford, one of their bigs, is how old at this point in time? And I think the Celtics hit a spot where they knew they had to upgrade somewhere or make a change somewhere because they kept hitting their head on the ceiling. They had lost the... Heat this year in the Eastern Conference Finals. Last year had lost in the NBA Finals. 
in previous years lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. They've been very good, one of the best teams of the East, but haven't been able to win a championship. And obviously, when you have a young core like Brown and Tatum and you keep hitting your head on limitations, you can do one of two things. You can just keep riding this out and say it's going to break for us sometime, or you have to make some type of dramatic change while still holding on to the two guys that you feel are the most important pieces, Tatum and Brown. So that's where they're going right now at the moment. This is where they're going right now. I think Porzingis makes them intriguingly different. I'm not sure it makes them all that much better because they absolutely need Porzingis to stay healthy for the entire season for this to be a big upgrade. And I'm not sure that we can trust him to do so. Let's listen to a young man who is protecting another young man from a foul ball. This happened in the Astros-Cardinals game, and it's courtesy of Bally Sports Midwest. Great fielders in Creve Corps. Look at this. Kid reaches over and oh. saves his seatmate from getting plunked right in the right forehead. Right in the face. <laughs> Check your lips. Great catch. So this is a pretty clutch play by a kid making sure that another kid doesn't get destroyed by a foul ball. So I don't I don't think he's safe. like he he's not intending to save him. It's a pop foul. I think it's behind first base. So everyone's just reaching up to catch the ball. And this one kid has it go right through his hands and it's about to smash his face. And then there's just a glove right above his nose that catches the ball and prevents like catastrophe but I think it's just the lucky reach in a scrum looking for a foul ball so he did you don't think he was trying to protect the he, kid's face he couldn't have because he couldn't have known the ball's gonna go right through his friend's hands and hit him in the face that would be like Superman reflexes check your lips if the ball does smash him in the face what happens to that kid's face bad thing probably bad destroyed thing. but can I make a case that he was protecting him here Okay, number one, it feels like he knows the kid. Maybe I'm I'm judging this wrong. That kid's look up with his two hands, it's like Smalls in the sandlot when he first joins the sandlot. You can see that he has no ability to catch a foul ball. He miss he misjudges it by about six inches. I, I mean, he's he's it's almost like he's never heard of the term hand eye coordination. <laughs> this kid standing behind him, reach over, goes, Oh, here's Johnny again. He's not gonna be able to catch it. And the kid behind it. him looks like he's got a good hand eye. Yeah. He's he's leaning his I glove over like I'm gonna steal the, the home run over the fence. And this kid who could have gotten hit at the ball. I guess stolen or would have been smashed. He has a reaction almost like he's annoyed that he got hurt by the glove, which again tells me, again, lack of awareness. You don't understand that you got hurt by the leg. You would have been destroyed by the ball. This sounds like a kid who's just an unathletic, you know, dweeb. I don't disagree with Mraz, but could his vision, could his attempt to catch the ball have been blocked by that kid's glove? Because the kid's hmm. basically right in front of his face when he when he catches it. Like, if the kid would have actually caught the ball, that kid's glove would have still been right in his face. Well, it's not a bad point. As I watch this over and over again, super slow-mo, it does appear like that glove could be impeding the vision of the kid that's trying to catch the foul ball. No, he doesn't reach around until it's going to be just about too late. 
it's hovering there, and then you reach too late. That that dude has no idea how to catch a foul ball. It is as if he's never seen a baseball in his life. He just throws his hands up there <laughs> and thinks he's going to come down with it. Which Check your lips. Because they're both Cardinals fans. They're wearing Cardinals gear, and St. Louis is a really good baseball town. So you think that Cardinals all these kids, way. You think all these these kids would know how to catch a foul ball. I will say that the kid who nearly had his grill exploded by this foul ball that misses it looks around when little Frankie has already caught the foul ball that should have been his and is like, happened again. It's almost <laughs> like he has, he has seen this unfold on the baseball diamond like they both played outfield and Frankie got the, the home run yes. and, and brought it back over. It's like, uh, I've seen this play before. Yep, here we go again. I got to save you again. That's like if Knockout Neil had a friend at the show and when the uh, events transpired, yep, here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> Finally, if you were wondering what the best sports radio show in America is, it's clearly JR Sport Brief. <laughs> Nights here on CBS Sports Radio because when JR and Shep get together, they make magic. But last night, even better, Shep shows the range that he has from a linguistic standpoint. I've been out of school for 30 years. I took Spanish in school and didn't use it and I forgot it. Well, same boat, Sean. Four years, it's all come back to me. And if if you're friendly with them, they are more than happy to help you learn your Spanish and we'll have you speaking it in no time. My well, man. Sean, tu, tu es muy inteligente uh, y tu es uh, muy amable uh, y, uh, <laughs> y uh, bueno y estupendo and that's where my Spanish pretty much... Ay, Dios mío. I wasn't es that bueno. bad. That was pretty good by Shep. I really think so, too. That was it, pretty it, good. He did mess up like the most simple conjugation. Yeah. It's not tu es. It's tu eres. Tu eres. Yep. Wow, you guys are good, even knowing the conjugation. Yeah. I also took Spanish in school for many years. Same. Same. It sounded okay, but not great. There were definitely some ah, technical errors. Also, was Carlos with a K on the board with him? Okay, he was. You could tell because he chimed in. Yeah, you, I mean, you cannot. <laughs> very funny. Um, you cannot do that in front of Carlos. I mean, yeah, Carlos is Puerto Rican. He'll put, he'll put you in your place he actually very quickly. speaks fluent Spanish. He does. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm lowering my bar on Shep, but I thought that was pretty damn good. I think well, you're getting soft. It, well, it is better than all of us would have expected, yes. correct? Yes. And now, is it necessary? Did Shep need to do He was that? trying to flex a little bit? I, I think No, because so. he says right away, he goes, and that's the extent of what I know. It was kind of a a humble without the brag. But, 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 but. <laughs> Again, somehow the gods just consistently give us this amazing content. What exact translation does Shep have in a second language to a caller? You, sir, are very intelligent. Right. It's like the perfect, perfect Shep thing. What do we always say? Shep lathers on the compliments uh. of whoever he's talking about to a degree where you don't know if it's honest or not. The first thing he says in Spanish to the guy is, you are very intelligent, sir. It is perfect. Muchas gracias, uh, Bob and Nancy. It's like, no, that was last year. <laughs> oh, that is great. Now, why were they talking about well, <laughs> where you go and when people talk Spanish to you, they'll be okay talking. They'll they'll help you out. Um, so it started with the discussion about Dominique German. Um, Dommy Germ. Dommy German needing an interpreter 
Uh, and Shep went on and on to talk about how he couldn't believe how many athletes spoke multiple languages and how impressive it is. And that he is more petrified about traveling out of this country to, like, some vacation spots because he's very worried that he won't be respected because he can't speak multiple mm. languages. Most people speak English, you know. It's the unfortunate truth is that most Americans don't need to know any other language when you go anywhere because most people speak English and they kind of know Americans are dopey enough to not know our language. Yeah, I mean, and also if you're Shep, I got to think you show up on some kind of vacation. They're not worried about your language. I mean, they just start hearing you talk anyway and they're like, okay, let's get him back on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the uh, the concierge goes, oh, that's the guy that left his email open on the lobby computer. <laughs> <laughs> Along with his bank account information. <laughs> and his personal 401k plan login. That is your sound check. Cast of Thousands includes Greg Caserta on headlines again this morning. Greg, good morning. Good morning, DA. And another NBA star appears to be on the move again in the league. Will they play for pay? James Harden is likely headed to a new team. This is prime time. You know? I just wanted to do. <laughs> I just wanted to do that. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> Yesterday, the 10-time All-Star exercised his $35.6 million option for the 2023-24 season, clearing the way for the Sixers to work together on finding a trade. Harden could have negotiated a new deal with Philadelphia that could have been as much as four years and $213 million, but he decided with Daryl Morey that they would start working on a trade less than two years after he was acquired from the Nets. Harden was a Houston Rocket as recently as February of 2021. And while a reunion there was mentioned, the Rockets are reportedly in on Greta Van Fleet. I'm sorry, it says Fred Van Fleet. Meanwhile, new Celtics forward Christoph Porzingis said that he still has a lot of good basketball left in him. He's also thrilled to join a contender in Boston. It just made it super easy, and it made my complete like favorite uh, option that was to come here to Boston. Um, and yeah, and, and, and that fire that I got from that idea just it's gonna it's gonna gas me up for the rest of the summer and 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 for my time being here Porzingis's English is excellent correct and I I heard that Victor Wimbayama has been learning English since he was young knowing mm. that the NBA was his ultimate goal and wanted to make sure he was fluent with all of his teammates like, you want to talk about confidence these guys are amazing could you imagine if by the age you were like 10 or 11, you're like, yeah, I know I'll end up in China to wow. to be a, a superstar, so I'm going to have to learn Chinese. And like you're just like awesome at it by the time that you're 20. That's amazing. Yeah, I think when you have hands that are like seven feet long in eighth grade, you're probably like, I should start learning because I'm going to play in the but NBA. But still, imagine being that fluent. No, there's no way know, I could. A second language and you're, you're that comfortable with the language by the time you're in your 20s? I wonder if it's one of those things you almost have to learn when you're like young as you're learning first words or it's like completely impossible. It certainly helps because then you have a foundation of years of the basics behind you. But I mean, people use Babel or Bubblefish or what are those? Or is that Duolingo. They, they, they learn languages all the time as an adult. Oh, yeah. like apps, okay. But I also think your point is true is that most other places teach you English or another language because everything is, their borders are flimsy and people move around so much in Europe that you need to learn other languages and it's just not 
necessary, I guess, here, although we probably should be better at it. We're all fat and lazy. I mean, kind of. But, like, when I've covered tennis events, like, there are times where I'll ask a question in English, and a player can answer it in multiple languages. Yeah. Mm. And then I'll have to send those out. It's a, it's crazy that they crazy. can just go back and forth in and out, and it's just part of being almost European, it feels like. they just Everybody speaks multiple languages yeah. there. Almost everyone globally speaks two languages because most people know some part of English plus their native language, and here we are. Uh, two S hamburger. Yeah. Who you got? <laughs> I got Taylor doing a mean British accent watching Peppa Pig, so that's good. Wow. She's starting to call vacation days holidays. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, an holiday. Holiday. Um, I thought you were going to rip off a Chris Berman there, by the way, when you started the music. Well, that's why I did the what? <laughs> that's all we get? You did yeah, a what? I mean, that's the extent? I, I could give you more later. I'm not, just, I'm not like your little, hey, do your word impersonation now. Wind you up and just watch you go. <laughs> Barry, never a discouraging <laughs> word. <laughs> I would love to hear a... <laughs> I had a question. When Benyama's French, how long has he been in the United States? Seven days. Exactly. But I'm saying, did he ever play here? Nope. nope. So he just came here for the draft? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I thought there was like, I thought he came here to... Did he play in Vegas? There was one right. international He's never tournament. lived here. He's never right. been based okay. here. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like this country is completely foreign to him. I mean, it basically it's is. It's mostly foreign to yes. him. Yes. Okay. So uh, Porzingis still only 27, which means he'll be back with the Knicks in seven or eight years. <laughs> in the West, Harrison Barnes is staying with the Kings. New York embargo should have prevented that joke, but it's a good one. I'll let it pass. Thank you. Uh, Barnes gets three years, $54 million to stay with the Kings. Quick, Mraz, how much is that per season? $6 million. Very good. The 31-year-old oh, nice. averaged 15 points per game this season. Okay. Made 55% of his two-pointers. That's the second-best total of his career. Was one of just three players in the entire league to start all 82 games. And finally, from the world of sports broadcasting, here's Charles Barkley on set with Ernie Johnson yesterday. Even more mundane than regular golf, the match featuring (laughs) Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey taking on Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Hey, guys. uh, Can I say something, Ernie? Uh, I think you already are. (laughs) Okay, uh... This is big. This is big. I want to be the first. I'm the only person up here knows this. I want to be the first person. It's an honor and a privilege to congratulate Ernie Johnson going into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Wow. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Chuckster, what are you talking about? Uh, I, they, they told me, and I said, they said, would you do this? I said, it'd be an honor. It's an honor and a privilege to tell you. Ernie Johnson, congratulations, brother. Yeah. Man, well, that is man. that is awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I and you know what? I'm taking the rest of the day off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. And whoever whoever is responsible for that, whoever um, votes on that, I am humbled beyond words. So thank you so much. Means the world to me. I've been at this been at this for uh been at this for thirty four years. Uh at the same place, been over 40 years in broadcasting, and uh, I'm stunned. So thank you so much. I appreciate that very much. Stunned to a news. Number one, Ernie Johnson, totally deserving of the Sportscasting Hall of Fame. For sure. Number two, that definitely was the TNT Turner version of Cap hoping that he would cry on set. Mm-hmm. It's oh, like, let's 100%. make sure we get the camera on him, close up, zoom in, and Barkley, you tell him. Definitely. We that, want you to cry. That was the producer. I will say... Uh, as great as it is for Ernie, 
can we do this on like NBA opening night? The mat nobody was watching the match yesterday when this went down. Yeah, but I guess maybe this is when the announcements are middle of the summer. Oh. Uh, I wouldn't know. I'll never be there. And I didn't even know there was a sports casting <laughs> hall of fame. Yes, you did. No, I knew there was a radio hall of fame. There's a sports casting hall of fame. Yeah. Where is that located? Wherever Greg's on mic is for his microphone. <laughs> so honestly, no, nobody here knows where it is. Can we even go there? Well, if Schwartz hasn't been, I'm going to guess it doesn't actually exist. <laughs> well, there, there were awards over the weekend in like Winston-Salem. I don't know if that's the same same spot. The birthplace of sportscasting. That's where Ian Eagle won Sportscaster of the Year. It was in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I don't know if that's also where the Hall of Fame is. About. I'm on the website. Contact us. <laughs> at Ernie Harwell's boyhood home. <laughs> it might be. They have the ceremony each December in New York City. Okay. Book a hotel room. That'll give us a little bit of a... But I think it might be one of those things you're just in, but you can't actually visit yeah. it. Oh, there's right. no actual... Yeah, there's yeah. no brick-and-mortar yeah. place to go. It's a go. website. It's yeah. the first radio, the first headset, the first stick microphone. <laughs> it's just the first of everything. <laughs> it's like the Wright Brothers plane. You, go, you get to go see the first yeah. microphone. <laughs> Here's the first hot take. <laughs> Came after the 1927 New York Giants collapse. It's, it's Is that Polaroid. one of Brian Hickey's chest hairs from a shower video? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they have the wood block from those early baseball broadcasts. People like recreated them off the ticker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like ground ball, ground right. ball in a second. Yeah. And how about that one, Pickles fan? Jim Brickhouse did that. <laughs> that was Ronald Reagan's brick yeah. that he hit when he recreated the Chicago Cubs. Okay, thank you, Caserta. When we come back here on the show, should anybody trade for James Harden? Da CBS Sports Radio. DA is like the James Harden of Odyssey. Just does whatever the hell he wants to do. <laughs> DA on CBS Sports Radio. It's a Target Demo Friday. We shall have the Target Demo Friday meme released shortly. We'll let you know when that is so you can let us know where you are and how you're listening. And you can always listen to us on your phone using the free Odyssey app or the free CBS Sports app. James Harden has opted back into his deal so that the Sixers can trade him. And for both him and Kyrie, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these two bozos because I just I don't want to waste the breath on them. I see a lot of radio shows or television shows breathlessly wondering and conjecturing where they're going to go and what team fits. I just think it's it's silliness because both James Harden and Kyrie Irving have limited options because most of the league doesn't have the money or the flexibility to add them or the desire to breathlessly wonder and speculate where they're going to go when there's like one or two teams each that would be willing to do so. Who cares? Who cares? The idea that Kyrie can help a franchise, I mean, what planet do you have to live on to believe that Kyrie is the final piece of your puzzle? It's ridiculous. What more evidence do you need? And really, the only place that will re-sign him or bring him in is Dallas because they are up against it. There is a clock ticking on Luka and them being a winner, and they have no other options. And they've struck out time and time again trying to figure that out. Also, how hysterical would it be if Porzingis ends up being the final piece in Boston 
when they had him in Dallas to be the final piece, and it didn't work. So Kyrie's going back to Dallas. So what? Fine. That's over. That story's done. James Harden? What do you think you're getting? This is my Sebastian Maniscalco. Who are these people? What do you think you're getting? <laughs> this is a good this one. Is, he's washed up. There's nothing left. He's making $50 million. I mean, honestly, what are you getting out of James Harden? He's slow. He's old. He doesn't draw fouls the way that he used to. He's worth gobs of money. And what, the Clippers want him? Good luck. Who today, if the Clippers added James Harden, goes, that's the favorites to win the NBA title? Of course not. Name brand recognition? Sure. A big three? In name only. Doesn't make a difference if James Harden goes there. Inevitably, it will fail. We know this. If James Harden was willing to take $18 million a year to be a role player on a team that, like, if he played a Chris Paul role on a really good team at a limited price to be a piece of the puzzle, one of seven that you need to win a championship, fine. If you think he's one of the three most important pieces to your championship dreams, I mean, I got a bridge to sell you. So who cares? It's a losing proposition to trade for James Harden. The Sixers are going to try to get something back in return. I don't know what, what, what the value could be. You have to try to find a way to match his money, which means you're basically taking on a bad contract that expires, I suppose. And maybe somebody sweetens the deal with a draft pick here or there. But I mean, which way does the draft pick even go? Do you have to convince somebody to take James Harden's money? So I just find the Kyrie and Harden thing to be completely meaningless. Who cares? Whatever team they land on, they're not winning an NBA title, so we can all move on with our summers. When we come back here on the show, all-star game starters were announced. What does this say about the state of the game? DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.